All right, crew, we are here once again um, on the uh, podcast. Um, and, you know, as we we come out of the winter months, um, I'm always thinking about, you know, the sun, the longer days and filling those days. And, and that's me. That's my version of myself when I think about health and wellness. But today I want to expand that conversation outside of my own persona. Um, I want to reach out to a fellow coworker and friend of mine. Uh, it's Katie, and she'll introduce herself here in a second. Um, but Katie uh, is someone that um, I can laugh with, I can run with, I, I can cry with, you know, and we have a great relationship that's formed over the years. Um, but health and wellness is, and mindfulness is something that's always on our mind. And, and this conversation is really about starting that new year, starting fresh, and everyone's always like, oh, it's the new year, you know, what can I do? And and I think Katie and I both, maybe after this, is, it's not just about the new year. It's a constant, how are we taking care of ourselves? And I just want to see where we go from there. So today I have Katie, our, our Hawk director with us. So Katie, hello. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Oh, Long time listener, first time. <laughs> Actually, this is my second. I, I have made an appearance in the Women of IHC podcast. Women of IHC. Yeah. Yeah. So, which long -time was an listener. amazing you know, yeah. piece and a very, very important piece for sure. Um, I think any of these pieces are important to the right mm -hmm. people. So if it yeah. speaks to you today, then it's the right piece for you, you know, for sure. But um, yeah, so I yeah. guess I'm a long time listener, a repeat, a repeat guest. I can repeat guest. So, um, yeah, so thanks for having me on today. Um, so if this is going out to everyone, like I just want to introduce myself, I'm the health and wellness Center director, um, and I've been with camp for, um, I think this is my, I think this is actually going to be my 14th summer. Um, even when I was away from camp, um, I still came back to help with training. And so even in unofficial years, I was still around a lot and tried to keep my ties um, just because I feel so strongly. I started out just as one of the staff nurses with camp. And then um, as we grew as a uh, organization and we grew as an entity, there was a feeling that the health and wellness or of our campers and our staff needed to be more of a year-round position. And so Joel and Lauren brought me on. Um, and my husband also works for camp. So we really are like a true IHC family. Um, we get asked a lot, did we meet at camp? We did not. So that's why we didn't make it onto some of those uh, other relationship chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, um, but we have been, it's been a huge part of our lives. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. My kids also go to IHC, so we are, like I said, we are big time family. IHC. Big time family, and so kind you actually fill a lot, a lot of different roles, and, and which is great because you can offer offer experiences in a wide variety of ways. Is you're a parent of an IHC of IHC campers, you work at camp, um, you're an adult that was a kid at one point. You know, we've all been there, and and this conversation when we were talking earlier of, of where we want this to go. Even at the start of it, you said you're the the hawk, the health and wellness center director. We changed the name, you know, of the hawk. Maybe we start there because it used to be called the health center, and maybe just to help parents understand why is it the hawk and not the health center. Yeah, I'm happy to do that because this is it's a great conversation because it even goes further back than that. Years ago, and you'll still hear people say and throw back like, "Oh, the infirmary." Um, mm. So years ago, camp medical departments referred to as the infirmary and there was a there was a big shift within um the acn which is american uh 
it's the Association of Camp Nurses and the ACA, American Camp Association, to take that away because there was some stigma. It sounds like you're infirmed. Um, so they wanted to call them health centers. And then we at IHC decided to take it one step further because it's a health and wellness center. So when we built our new facility, our new bright and shiny building, we wanted it to have a space for people who weren't sick, that we wanted to keep them well. And that's a big um, part of our, number one, that's a big part of my orientation with all the staff, not just the nurses, mm -hmm. but with our DSs or AS, our, um, our cabin specialists, our activity specialists. We want to keep kids safe ahead of time. Um, so that's part of that health and wellness. Let's prevent illness. Let's prevent injury. Um, and then also, like, people need to recharge. So we wanted our health center to not just be a space where kids were happy to come. We wanted it to be a place where people sought us out um, mm -hmm. because we were the warm fuzzy. Like, if someone needed just a downtime, and I'm going to credit Maddie with this. When we built the new building, Maddie said, can we have a rester room? Like, some kids and staff need a space sometimes just to recharge their batteries. Sometimes a kid just needs a nap. And if we have a little kid who's having a rough day, a rough morning, maybe it was late night the night before, I'll get a call from a counselor and I'll say, do you have space in the restroom? room? It's away from kids with sick or fever. Um, it's near the health center desk so that like we can check in on them, give them a little recharge. Maybe it's a little Gatorade. Maybe it's just like to lay down and take a nap. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a hug. Maybe it's an ice pop. Maybe it's a tearful little like it, tell you the problem somebody was teasing them or they just had a bad morning they maybe not a great time on the baseball field or something and they just need that downtime and that was what you know that that was the idea that came behind making it a health and wellness center that we're keeping people well before they're completely tapped out before their batteries are completely depleted um so that's that's it and yeah. i that's kind of in a long time i love it though because i think it does take the stigma away it makes it more if if there are concerns or questions you're you're more likely to go to this inviting place and the and the cast and characters that are in there mm -hmm. it's not intense it's not scary it's a very welcome you know uh kind of a welcome home you know kind of when you come in there so you can have those conversations so i think that was great and and the stigma piece is something that i can then transition you know, into us, you know, here we are, you know, um, professionals constantly working. And Katie, the reason I want to speak with you is one, you're the health and wellness director. Um, you've done some great achievements while raising two kids and working you know, full time. So really, I want to dive into that, like how tips, tricks, things to keep you healthy and well as an individual that maybe people can pick up on or say, oh, if Katie can do that, I can do that, or I never really thought about that, um, those spaces. So for you first and foremost, what are some of the things that you do to keep yourself recharged? Because here you are recharging others, you know, during the year, during the season, what are your go-tos? What are practices that help you be rested and recharged? So I would say, like, my big one, and Mark's smiling, I can, you can't see him on the podcast, I can see him, but he, I, I love to run. Um, I, but, and I, it's always funny, because I jokingly say, I'm actually more of a jogger than a runner, and I know some runners, like, jogging is like, but it's true, I'm not fast, um, and earlier when Mark said we run together, we run together for just a short bit, and then Mark's back <laughs> Um but we still run in the same areas, and, and we've done some same things together I can't. Um, but that's it for me. And I like running and um, just getting out and clearing my head. Like I like I listen to podcasts or I listen to books 
while I'm running, I'll listen to things, and I just kind of let those thoughts just get right out my head, clear my brain, um, and that's, that's my big one is running, um, and then I also, like, my other big thing that I love to do, and it's a little bit, it's a, it's a small thing, but I like to, in the winter months, is I crochet and knit, which is, like, yeah. I'm not great at it, I don't do, like, huge afghans and blankets and big projects and hats, I do little things, and it helps me, um, you know, it's just something that kind of helps me just relax and calm down, and, like, I can think while I'm doing it, and some of my best ideas come to me whenever I'm either running or I'm listening to a book or a podcast and I'm knitting or crocheting, and I'm like, oh, I have the answer now, or, oh, that thing is really not um, as stressful as I thought it was. So I, with the knitting, it's a funny one because it's like, as I knot things up, I'm unknotting things in my brain. Um, same thing uh, with running. I like, I that. Kinda, like yeah. yeah, as running, I'm digging away at these miles, I'm like chewing away at the miles, and it's true, there's like pieces of the puzzle just kind of like fall into place when I'm not running. So, yeah. So, so in, in the brain chemistry behind that is, it's, I think, one of the hardest things for any professional, any parent is finding that time and that permission. You know, you and Bart are raising two kids, you know, so how do you broach that? How did you broach that? Is that just something that, you know, you kind of come out and say, I need this space or you do like, because I think that's sometimes the hardest part is getting permission for yourself and same mm -hmm. at camp, same for kids is like, how, how can I take care of me so I can take care of you? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, how'd you do that? I think, so I think for us, Bart just, Bart always saw how much, running de-stressed me um and back when our kids were really young we lived in florida and i worked also part-time um for an operating room and i had to be at work at 6 45 in the morning so in order to be able to run i had to carve out that space and i had to meet my friends um we would meet at five we would run until six we would use the hospital locker room to shower so that we could be at work by 6 45 and it was difficult to carve out that space, but I found that that was the only time I could. Now, that also, the flip of that meant that Bart was all on his own getting the kids ready for school, which he had to do that anyway because I was being at work at 645, but it really put the big onus on Bart, but he saw what it meant to me. And it, it really hit home one day when I went to do a half marathon in New York. Yeah. Um, and I did with one of our doctors who really got me doing more, comp not competitive, but bigger races, Dr. Melanie Brunitz. And before the race, and we had to be there really early in the morning, Bart didn't text me. And this is going to sound kind of petty and silly, but there's a point to this. He didn't text me before the race to say, like, good luck or what have you. And right. Melanie said, why would you worry about that one little moment when he's been supporting you every time, every long run? Every time you go for a run on the weekends and he's got the kids or this weekend when you flew up to New York and he's on his own for four days, he's supporting you this whole time. And it really hit me. And in a marriage and a partnership, you know, like everybody comes to these to life in a different way. But for us, because we're married and we have two kids, we have to do it together. And it was yeah. such a huge um, point for me to see how like both of our wellness, um, mental and physical wellness, it depends on the other one and really like him being there all those days was so important and uh so that's how you know that's one of the ways we do it like we tag team a lot like now the days our lives are a little bit different our kids are older kids are older now yeah right our right, jobs right. are a lot different now too like um you know we can go for a run. i can go for a run a little later in the morning um but we tag team out like there's plenty of days where he'll say i'm going to the gym early so then you know i'm getting the kids ready for school or making sure they're up and at them 
Um, but that's really, yeah. for us, it's that we have to like hold space for each other mentally, but physically where I say, Oh, you go, you got, you got this, like you go, I've got this, vice versa. Um, and that was yeah. important for us. I know for, like, it's, it's like that parents, permission, right? It's like, it's like having that conversation and people are afraid because they feel like, but then you're not as healthy as you were. And, you know, I know Susie and you know, Susie very well. I'm, I'm right there with you. The best thing for Mark and everyone knows that Mark is, you know, how can he get his run in? How can he get his swim in? Yeah. You know, because there's constantly so much going on. And what all of us know at IAC is that by taking that moment, you know, mm -hmm. we're more engaged with the staff, we're more engaged with the kids, um, you know, and, and that permission to not feel guilty for taking 20 minutes, 30 minutes for a run. Um, but also, Katie, I also know we can be really tricky at camp in mm -hmm. the sense that I, I'm, when you were talking about, like, we run together, but then we separate how many family glamps that we put on awesome little 5Ks oh, yeah. with parents and kids. Um, during the summer, we do our run swims and biathlons. And when you're able to get out of the hawk and come run those with us or, you know, be at the family glamp, we're able, we're such a privileged place to be able to, um, part of our job be run with parents, run with kids, run mm -hmm. with, you know, and inspire or swim with kids or bike with kids um, and be at their level and be that motivator. So, Going back to that health and wellness and taking care of ourselves, we can do that when we take care of other kids. So, you know, you mentioned the half marathon, the family games. Are there any sort of those moments when we all did that half in 2020, where oh, yeah, we just yeah. went out into the farm country? It's such a memorable moment of sharing those experiences when there weren't hundreds of people around. It was like five of us that ran that day, right? Mm -hmm. And that was like such a cool moment. There was no cheerleaders. It was about us pushing ourselves and, and having those people there, having Doc there to sort of say to you, Katie, like you got this, not to be someone that's mm -hmm. just gonna rag on Bart for not calling you, like that doesn't help the situation, but to say, hey, like look at this perspective. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like a positive, like trying to take that positive spin. How much more energizing and powerful is that when when you talk to somebody about something, they can help you clear the air and then circle back for that, you know? But um, yeah, I guess I'm on a roll. You know, we do this, you and I, we talk all the time, we just start rolling, but but are there some moments where you were like, maybe alone or maybe it, there wasn't the big half marathon in New York where people are cheering you on, where you had to dig deep and, and it was a proud moment for you and your health and wellness, where you said, no, I'm gonna get this done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this. And it was an intrinsically motivated uh, wellness um you mean like just for my own self like in the summers or in sure yeah like I mean, you, I... you did this big run no one knows about it and you were so proud that you finished it like because i think sometimes the psychology of getting out there like you said every morning you had to get up you know at 5 a.m i know that would be hard for me to to commit to that like you know are there some proud moments that people weren't at the finish line for for example because i think sometimes people do things for other people, um, when we can start doing things for us, you know, particularly with social media and Instagram and getting likes and things like that. It's like, how do we drive people back to recognizing like, just how are you happy with you? You know, kind of sort of thing. How are you proud of you? Yeah. I mean, I think personally for my own self, I think just, just continuing to try to live a life of like personal health and wellness. Right. So, um, and it's kind of, it is, um, it's not 100% personally intrinsic because it was um, affected by my own family. I come from a family where a lot of people had high blood pressure, or high diabetes, um, those kind of things. And so it's always been just my own personal 
goals that they fit in well, not necessarily like half marathons or, um, you know, or marathons or any sort of win. It's just like just getting out there every day and trying to move and like walk even. So right now I'm nursing a knee injury, um, but I still try to go and like close my rings every day so that I can like, you know, because I want to stay fit and healthy, not a size, a certain size or a pound or anything like that. Not those kind of numbers, but a wellness number where I'm, where I mentally feel well, I check in with myself and I'm mentally well, or my blood pressure, which that is a number, but like, you know, those numbers are in good, well range, not a, not a size or a, you know, a gene size or what have you, but definitely we're a place where I'm not at risk for high blood pressure or diabetes because me as a nurse, um, and then also being a child of a person who, you know, did have a stroke, it's just very important to me for my own personal wellness. And I think like, and I'm 44, I'll be 45 this year, like being able to still be the kind of person that can get out and run or get out and, you know, just play with the kids and do this, that, and the other, that's like my own personal goal to be that, um, parent, friend, youth coach, um, nurse, like, and that's like, I'm laughing because during the run in summer, even if I'm too busy to go and like do the biathlon and the triathlon with the kids, they always get really cracked up. if I just like start jogging along with them for a little pace. And, um, you know, so it's just that to be the kind of person that can, show up for those things um you know and then also there's the morning runs there's plenty of runs where i get up in the morning and i don't want to go i feel terrible i'm like i don't i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and i run a mile and i'm like oh well i mean i might as well keep going i think those are the days that are like you said those are the personal wins because those are the days where you're like i don't want to go it's 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 17 degrees my breath is freezing um i don't want to go and those are the ones where afterwards you're like, yeah, I did this. That feels so good. I'm so glad I did that. So you know, yeah. I hope I answered the I, I, <laughs> No, 100%. You gave amazing examples. And I think my our point in any time we do these is it, within our conversations not to tell people how to do things, but to give people ideas and examples of things we've done and why we do those things. Mm-hmm. And when you said, you know, Katie, it's about living a, a mindful life. It's about being fit. It's about being well. Like that is defined by you, the individual, and it shouldn't be a number. It shouldn't be a look. It shouldn't be, um, it's what do you want to get out of your life? And, and and I think you and I are very much, you know, similar in the sense that we want to keep moving until we can't move. You know, mm-hmm. I want to yeah. be out there engaging with, you know, everyone in some format. And I might not be the fastest, you might not be the fastest, but we're within a group of people that continue to challenge us and push ourselves at the level that we're there. Mm -hmm. And that could be um, whether I'm doing yoga, (laughs) whether I'm throwing a ball, whether we're going for a run, a walk, a ride, you know, those sort of things. And having those moments with people uh, can turn into very serendipitous moments. So I think for me, like, you know, when I, when I circle back to those, those conversations about getting up and going, um, I, I live in Colorado in the off season and camp and mother nature is probably the biggest factor <laughs> of, of, do I want to do this today? Right. In the outdoors. And I'm a big advocate for nature and the outdoors and how good you said it yourself, you didn't want to go. But then after that first mile, you get into a groove, your brain, the chemistry, the chemicals, everything just starts to feel better and your day starts off better or your night finishes better by doing some of those activities to get moving. 
you know, and how people move is, is so important. But I can think of some of my favorite days. I was running a camp in a snowstorm and I'm running around camp and popping in and saying hi to everybody, you know, in the blizzard and, you know, and, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just having a, the best run of my life right now. Cause I have my rain jacket on. I, I have my, my beanie on my head and I'm just like a kid. I, like I, I feel youthful maybe that, you know, that's yeah. what's so wonderful about, you know, I'm 45 now, Katie, as you said, you're creeping up there as well, but there's something about those activities that when you get into the motion of it, that you, you just have an energy about it. And then that's infectious and at camp um, and within that, the, the youth, uh, you know, they motivate me. Um, the, the, the other adults, they motivate me. And, and I hope extrinsically I'm still motivating them because they look to us and sort of say, Oh, I think so. You know, those young that, wow. How yeah. old is Katie? 27 Mark, yeah. you know, but again, that's throwing a number at it. It's not about the number, I guess is where I'm coming back. And are you seeing that more that the age separation is less of a big deal now, you know, whereas, you know, I think in the early days, if you were 65 you weren't running anymore you know like and i think there was a minority back then whereas now it's ages there's every age is running a marathon every age age is climbing every age is swimming and it's more about getting out there so are you seeing that are you feeling that in the things that you do oh absolutely like i it's funny i when people find out like if i say oh i'm a runner i i run a marathon i i've run a half marathon and people will say to me oh my gosh i would just love to do that, but I can't. And I have to stop them. And I say, listen, and I did the Disney, which is um, incredible because you see people of, there are people that that's just, it's not that doing the marathon is their bucket. They just on their bucket list, they wanted to do the Disney marathon. And there are people of all ranges, shapes, sizes, athletic ability, speed. um, And I say anyone can do this. Like that is the beauty of it. Like, and I'll yeah. also have people say to me, well, did you run the whole thing or did you walk? And I'm like, does it matter? It, you know, I still did right. the whole thing. Does it matter if I walked a little bit? No, it doesn't. And so I do see that in doing like these like races. And I think things are so much more accessible to people now because little, little towns do their 5Ks, little, yeah. um, there's like the rock and roll, there's the Disney's, there's all these different, um, I, I say pay to play, and I don't mean that it's on negative at all. They're not asking for your fastest time. They want people to right. participate. You get a medal, and it's. I think it's beautiful. Like it's not like, um, you know, it, it's it is an accomplishment. Whether you walk 13 miles or you run them, you know, if you run, th- if you walk 26 miles, that's that's an accomplishment. Like yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> so I think that you know, I, I think that you're seeing people of all ages, and I think people are trying to stay active. So they can stay active longer, um, which I think is beautiful because that's, you know, that is what's going to keep us healthy. It's going to keep us, um, us as a people, it's going to keep us um, healthier and living longer and living fulfilling longer lives. Like not just, oh, I live to be 100, but I was, you know, not physically able to do what I wanted to do. I think that like as a nurse and I work part time in a hospital locally, that's one of the sadder things is when you find people who mentally are well and they have a full mental capacity and they are this zeal and zest for life and their bodies haven't kept up with their brain and look that's going to happen to all of us to an extent um we're going to slow down as mark said we're going to like not be able to do as much but i want to maximize and be able to do as much as i can and i love going to races where you see people who are much much 
older than me, um, and they're still so very active because that just makes me think, I can do this, I can keep going. And I think like for our campers and our staff, they see then us in our middle ages. I'm like, oh, middle age isn't like old. It's you're still young. And I think like age is just a number. You just keep going. You keep finding mm. ways. So, you know, maybe you do have to, you know, you, you have to, you know, find accommodations for yourself or you just, you get, you accept that a little bit slower time or you walk through those things. And those are all okay things to me. Cause like I said, if you do 26.2, I don't care if you walk it or run it, you did it. Right. So I feel that yeah. way about marathons. I feel that way about a run. If you go for a run and half of it you walked, I have friends that will say to me, I started running, and, but I will never be able to run with you. And I'm like, wait, I, I'm not fast. Like, I, you could run with me, and I'm happy to walk with you. Like, I can walk and run with people. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope I answered that question too. I'm, I don't want to be able to. No, no, it's, no, it's great. Like, but, again, circling back to, like, it's the individual don't, there's a lot of people out there doing incredible fastest known times, world record breaking. And that is amazing. The Olympics on right now. And they're like, you know, Olympic record, we're, you know, they're like, that's, that's a, that's a level for them. And they're pushing that level. What we're talking about here is health and wellness as a professional, as an individual, as a camper, as an adult, you know, whoever we're speaking to and, you know, almost helping people give permission that you need to walk your race. You need to walk your trail like whatever that is is we're just saying permission to grab the kids and walk around the new york city blocks you know at the end of a school day even though you're tired take 15 20 minutes and and go for a walk in the park and come back and just see how that one is a connection you know between your kids and you um but also uh, an energizing relaxing opportunity for you so that's just an example we, we're not here to tell you but we're encouraging you to to get outside to move to to do that in a format um, and get that support from your family like you had from you because then you don't feel guilty about it. You don't feel stressed about it. And, and you're a healthy version and you're more able to then contribute to the family, contribute to camp. Um, you know, being involved, you know, even for the staff listening is don't just sit on the bench on the sidelines, you know, and encourage the kids. Be involved with them. Be a part of that team, you know, when it comes down to it. So, yeah. I um I want to share one other little thing that we kind of did at the Hope Center when you said that, like, other ways. Um, I don't have as much time to, like, walk or run in the summertime. I, like, it just, like, I have to carve out time. But one of the things that I also did was that we built a little, there had always been a flower garden around the front of the health center. But we, I started planting, I love to garden, and we started planting um, vegetables. and. Yes. That was another thing that we did. And again, for me, that recharged me. Seeing my little, everybody was on camp who heard me um, give updates on my spaghetti squash. Um, again, it was outside. It was in the dirt. I was like, I felt like I, if I didn't have a time to go for a run or a walk, but I could walk outside and um, admire and look at um, and maybe eat like a little cherry tomato, but admire the growing size of my spaghetti squash. It recharged me in a way that, you know, people may not quite appreciate unless they've grown something before. And it's really funny that, again, it's another way that I found to carve out some time for myself. I'd be like, oh, I have to go out and check on my plants. I got to check on my spaghetti squash. Um, yeah. And that was another way where, and again, the kids loved it. Um, parents that came by loved to see the, the vegetables growing outside the health and wellness center. And we tried to like, um, you know, 
use them and the kids would come by and eat tomatoes and I one girl yeah. asked me if the tomato bush was an apple tree and I then had some time to do some education and explain to her that you know, that really was just a tomato bush um, <laughs> but it was but again it's it's finding those spaces to be active to be involved in like you said nature and, and things that fill up your cup um, yeah. and that was that's another one for me is just like having that little garden out there and it's you know it's four three or four canoes that we have flowers interspersed with our plants. Um, yeah. And it, I, I, like, I just wanted to point that one out too, because I just, it also no, fills me up. But like, and yeah. It, yeah, and until you get your hands, I mean, I, I can remember back, let me just laughingly on that same point, is like gardening or doing stuff when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is like labor. Um, you know, it's intense. Why am I doing this? Until you actually grow something, right? And, and I love, and just so everyone knows, the run swim the biathlon track actually goes past the hawk so our loop it's a consistent loop and every time we run it so the kids can do their times and staff can do their times i love because even if like you said katie you're not you might be out tending the garden we get to see the garden you're out front you're cheering people on so this health and wellness piece and wherever you go on camp and you know coming back to the garden about growing things about um tending to things and and having that you know um space um, some people might look at a garden and say, oh, it's a mess. But when you really look at a garden and you see things sprawling and growing and then the fruits of your labor, I mean, talk about the analogies and the things that come from that. But once again, you're able to take yourself out for minutes, right? Minutes at a time, disconnect for a moment, focus on something like a run, a swim, or your garden or the crocheting, create something or be a part of something. And now you're more readily available to go back and be patient and be kind and be available to your family, to your coworkers, mm -hmm. to your staff, to the kids. And I think that's the health and wellness piece. And I, I look forward to, to tasting more of the squash and the zucchini. <laughs> it was Again, delicious. Farm, farm they were very, all delicious. Yeah, yeah. The spaghetti squash was, it was the best spaghetti squash I'd ever eaten. I definitely yeah. believe. But I'm sure the tomatoes and, and the cherries, I'm sure kids just walked by and cleaned it. Any strawberries that were there, as soon as they were out, the kids would just take them. You yeah. know, it was like, uh, pick, pick your own berries, you know, at the, at the hawk. So, yeah. oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Well, Katie, I know we could continue and, and like just our, our conversations could last, but we want to make sure that we're just inspiring other people to have conversations, to, to talk about their health and their wellness and, and, and to invite them to run with us and to turkey trot with us and mm -hmm. for kids who are listening to just take that risk and, and try new activities at camp. And and we'll be there supporting you, right, Katie? Uh, yeah. We'll be out there running when we can. Um, but Katie, thank you so much for being on the IC podcast. You are always a valuable asset you know, to IC. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I always, I love, always love chatting with you. I know. You've inspired me. I'm going for a run. I'm going to, I'm going to, cut out of work here for 30 minutes. It's a mental break, right? You need it. You need it. Do it. Do it. All right. Do it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.